Hey, 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 hey. It's me, Tanise. They get into this podcast. Guys, it is episode 25. Like, that's a major fucking deal. 25 weeks of content I have given you for your listening pleasure, uh, most likely in the morning, on your commute in, once you finally get your cup of coffee at your desk at night, whenever you're listening to this podcast, you heard it for 25 whole weeks. The first couple of weeks, I was joined by Malika. And guess what? She's back today to give you some insight on how to push through, find your purpose, and things like that. Lovely little conversation we had here. Speaking of our conversation tonight, here's the deal. I know that I'm a day late getting this episode out to you guys, but um, sometimes, honestly, I'm a little uninspired by what I'm thinking about in order to give you guys solid content. If you want an episode, which I try to give you about a solid hour every single week, sometimes it takes a little longer to develop and schedules don't align how I want them to. So without a doubt, you'll get the episode. But um, I've noticed that in order to get exactly what I want to give you, it may be a day late on delivery. However, it's coming. So without further ado, here is episode 25, a lovely evening chat between Malika and Tanise, the original host of the Get Into This Podcast. Hope you enjoy. Ciao. <laughs> All right. So I'm not alone today. Um, Malika's here. We're going to cut straight to the, to the point here. We have any, <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said the point. Right. Do you have any feedback about the last episode that you heard? Oh, my gosh. Which one? Okay, so the very first one, obviously, the first one of the series, it's a fake series. I'm just naming it oh, a series okay, now. Okay. The face, first one that you were part of, you were the moderator. We yeah. were in the car. There's that whole thing. I've already stated my feedback about it in this episode right before this. So everybody's up to date. Now okay. you're here. Right. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I heard it back. I listened to it. It's the car conversation, right? And, I mean, maybe it's not the popular opinion, but... After I listened to it and I really had a chance to like dissect different points of views and fill in my perception about things and take away things that I had added and didn't realize I did, I actually like Mondell. I actually like him. For you. I think that he's got two names, by the way. Oh, man with two names? Yeah. I think he was so well. Okay, well. Um, yeah, I actually do. I like him. He's he definitely showed up as a douchebag on the episode, that's for sure. He knows that. Number one, he knows that. But I also think that in in that time, he was there to literally give us his point of view at the time that it happened. So then you have to remove. This is me thinking to myself. Let me remove myself and my feelings for you, so that I can kind of dissect what he's saying, right? And yeah, he made some good points. He made some some valid points. Excuse me. So I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, I think um, ultimately, I feel like you guys are here now. So whatever happened at that point is neither here nor there. But at least we understand how you got here, basically. Okay, so can you let these lovely listeners know that I am not in danger? We all, we all <laughs> hang out uh, often. We do. We hang out often. Um, she is definitely not in danger. This man, <laughs> as... Uh, heightened of a personality as he may seem on 
I don't know, recorded, he does have a very big personality. And I think that kind of showed up a little bit on that episode, just how big of a personality that he has. But, I mean, he can't be less than that for you, obviously. He needs to be a bigger personality because you have a big personality. So, I mean, I can't see you with someone who is less than, it can meet you at least halfway. Yeah, he, so I'm not, I mean, I, no, I'm not, there's nothing going on. Not this man be... is not like straight manipulating her, making her feel worthless. Fucking. <laughs> I'm not in captivity. No, he's not tied her ass up and force feeding her fucking donuts, trying to get her fucking <laughs> pregnant. Like none of that bullshit. There's nothing happening anywhere near there. Um, it's just a matter of perspective, right? So we all have our own ideas about what we deem to be like perfect matches for those that we love right and care about but i think to know what's good for you you have to know the inner parts of you so anyone else anyone speaking towards that stuff for you they have to know the inner parts of you to see where he fits in if that makes any sense yeah yeah all right so we're safe <laughs> looking for the next outing actually i'm looking forward to it <laughs> it's that was like a lot um, of fun actually it's like um an episode of real world i think every single time you keep saying that yeah i think that's exactly what Were it is you for tammy me. you tammy no I, I wasn't tammy getting like drugged Drag to the house <laughs> yes no i'm I'm not like that but it's crazy because you know you're driving around and you have adults who could be anywhere but they're together and it's, it's like real world so in any event that is your take on it. Yeah. I guess we can close that. I Thanks. Mean, you're welcome. Okay, I'm guys. I can lend. Moving along. No more unsolicited feedback. Thanks. <laughs> it was for entertainment value only. Obviously, I share the portion that I want you to hear. Well, it's entertainment, all right. <laughs> you gotta be there. It's one of those situations. You just kind of gotta look around. Okay, that. so Malika's back because I think that... Ooh, boy, boy. I think that she has a perspective on some things that I really feel is a critical time. Right now, it's the fall... The leaves will begin falling off of trees and times will, you know, start to change again this season and people need some refreshing outlook on some things. People being, particularly women, but I'm sure that there's some men that will listen to this that are like, okay, I'm I'm kind of in a space where I'm unsure of things. So, uh, I don't, we don't have like an outline or anything for this conversation, but I do want her to come on and speak about like, um, purpose and um, getting out of a stuck space and knowing who you are as a person so that you can um, navigate and do the things that only work for you so you don't have this internal conflict all the time about what you should be doing and allowing other people to even unknowingly manipulate like your path, mm-hmm. um, like children and partners who have the tendency to just leave you stuck somewhere, even if they love you. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, let's talk about it. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm no expert, right? I don't feel like I'm an expert, but, I mean, I think I can lend my own personal ex- you know, experience to the conversation. And, like, being totally transparent, maybe the last time before the last time I was on here, I was, like, running off and getting married, the impromptu bride. Remember this? <laughs> Malika has um, opened a... She's here in my apartment. This is where we record this at. And um, <laughs> we had some pho a little while ago for dinner because you guys know I have no food. At and all. somehow the $100 bottle of wine that yes. I did have on my counter <laughs> that I was obviously saving for a much more mature This is the time. Evening. And it's amazing. 
she's opened it and so now she's drinking this so uh take it away it is so this is so refreshing i just want to let you know clearly conversations happen when people are drinking liquor this is how we got this here's the thing this without even the use of a decanter tastes amazing yeah so i can imagine if we had actually did it in the right you know the right way what this was yeah it's it's costly i'm gonna taste (laughs) it moving on um all right so the time before the last time that i kind of was here um i was running off and i was getting married and i was the impromptu bride i think that was that episode or whatever or the most unconventional bride was it what was it yeah unconventional unconventional bride all right so fast forward i go and uh i have a 16 day honeymoon and it was very interesting there was a lot that was going on with me personally but what I did get in that time was um, a little bit more self-reflective, right? So when you're in a place where you really don't have to think about, I guess, the bills and what you're going to, you know, what you're going to do tomorrow at work, you kind of get in a space of, you know, let me, I mean, how am I showing up? How am I really showing up in this life that I'm creating for myself, like right now? Unfortunately for me, I had that conversation after I got married. <laughs> 12 hours after. <laughs> literally. Oh, my God. Literally. So, I come back from this very long, very drawn-out honeymoon. Two weeks. And I realized after I came... Well, I came home and I actually had to close my business, right? Because there was a lot of other things happening there. And so, if I found myself in a space that I was not familiar with. And one reason that was, I was so used to being on the go. You're constantly doing something. I was constantly focused on... Everything that I thought was what what made a difference to me and what I wasn't focused on at that time was me. I was focusing on everything else, but actually me. So what I did was I married someone that was a direct reflection of me at that time. Unfocused (laughs) on the relationship to someone who was just very self-absorbed someone and and let me just throw this out here he's not a bad guy he's a, actually a, he's a very good guy but he met me at a time that I was so emotionally unavailable that I just manifested it in my marriage in my life basically because I was so focused on everything but love and but like growing a marriage or a relationship with him he was my second he was a second thought you know outside of work and outside of my children even grandchildren, you know, he came after even all of that. So I never really did consider him. So it wasn't until all those things kind of fell away that kind of was blocking my vision or blocking my, I guess, understanding of who I thought I was at that in that moment, in that time. It was very clear to me, once we were married, girl, what did you do? What the fuck did you do? And And literally... Like, it's it's crazy because when I say this, I think people look at me like, oh, but he's such a good guy. He's You know, he is, but he's not the good guy for me today. He wouldn't have ever been the guy for me if I had slowed down and paid attention, you know? I think, ultimately, what I wanted was stability. I wanted the, the sense or the feel of having someone without having to worry about them. And he fit that mold, meaning I didn't have to worry about him cheating. Not that he would never cheat. It's just that I didn't have to worry about it, you know? And he, people are able to do what the fuck they want to do. But it wasn't a worry of mine. So 
So he fit in. He fit in for me in that at that moment. Now when things are looking different, I get to focus on me, my life, the things that I'm bringing into existence, the things that I'm placing the intentions on. It was a very painful situation, basically. I had to like come to terms with some a bad choice, you know, and I refused to continue to make a bad choice because I spent time making it one of those things, meaning I wasn't going to wait another three or five years to figure out, to say, you know, this was not the right idea. This wasn't the right choice. No, I understood I made a bad choice and we make them all the time. So I need to make this happen now. We need to dissolve this right now, you know? And so with saying all that, I am saying that when you are in a place of being stuck, it's that's women. We constantly take on tons of different energy. We wear several hats. At a time, we go from being a short order fucking cook to a wife, to somebody's mother, to even a grandmother like I am, to a best friend. We take on so many different personalities and we wear so many different hats that you forget the essence of you because everything else comes in and it kind of like shakes you up a little bit. And when you start to remove things and you start to slow down, you can focus on the things that really, really, really matter to you. Not the parts of you, to you, the things that make you you, the make the things that make you the best mother, the best wife, the best fucking short order cook, the best friend. You get to focus on those things. And I think a lot of times where we are just so busy, just doing and being, that's when you get caught up in not knowing when certain things fall apart, when things don't add up as you thought that they would. When your life isn't looking, you look around and your life isn't, hasn't manifested anything that you put time into. It, it just hasn't shown up for you. It's just not working out. There's something missing. There's something, you know, you're trying to fill these gaps and holes. But ultimately, you have to start with you. Basically. And that's all I have. <laughs> that is all I have. Okay. So, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me back up. Just for brevity and clarity here. So what are you doing with your marriage? We are divorcing. Okay. So, okay. Um, all right. So from what, okay. So what you just said now, how do people, how do women particularly do that? Is it a, is it a conversation they have with, let's say they're in a healthy relationship, but they know that maybe their marriage or their children are kind of in the way but they've got this guilt because as women, it's like, you can't tell your kids, leave me the fuck alone. I mean, I, <laughs> I do. <laughs> but a lot of women don't do that. They have this internal guilt that they feel like they cannot, they cannot tell their children or their spouse, no, I am going on a, you know, uh, some type of spiritual vacation for the duration of the summer, or <laughs> I'm off duty until January. Like they feel, they, they feel completely obligated because that was part of their, their, their sign up when they decided to have a, a, a partner or a children. So how do people in their space, let's talk about, let's break this up. How do people in spaces do that? Mm -hmm. And then how do single people come out of that space to get what it is that they need to feel whole without those people. I think it's always important to remember that boundaries and setting them are okay in any and every relationship that you have, even with yourself. 
boundaries in your marriage, boundaries with your children. You you set them because these things are what kind of protect you, if that makes any sense, you know. So months before um, I decided to get married, obviously, I have a, a regimen that I follow every day and I've been doing it for some several years on and off, but very regularly for the last year, which is like praying and setting intentions and journaling and writing down the things that, you know, I know I want to create, like moving forward. This is something I've been doing, but now I do it more readily and more consistent. Even in that creating that time for myself, that's a form of creating a, that's a, that's a boundary that you create for yourself that my husband at the time, if he saw me get up in the morning at 6 a.m., he knew that I needed that time for me. And it could be three hours it would take me, you know, to do yoga, to, you know, set these. But it's something that he knew that I needed to do for myself. And he respected that. And anything else had to wait until I was out of that space. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying no and not having to explain yourself. You know, my no is a no and it's a firm no. And, and vice versa, my yes is a yes and I'm okay with that yes. But I'll never come from a place of teetering left or right or coming from a very like uh, gray space boundaries are very important in every relationship that you have even at work boundaries with people I think places women and str- things I, don't, I, don't, I think women struggle more with creating boundaries for their children like they'll say no and stuff like when it comes to maybe finances but I think um, mothers feel obligated to take on like I remember a couple episodes back I had talked about like yanking your kids out of these sports programs if a they were not good and two or b if it meant that you were required to shuffle them back and forth take a lot of your budget and put them into things this was just one example right of just being able to say yes to your children but you were putting everybody in your household under a lot of stress and strain to shuffle them back and forth and do this and do that even if your kids weren't even getting any playtime. Mm-hmm. So I just use that as like a, as an example because it was, I remember being a kid in high school and I voluntarily took myself out of sports by the time I was done my freshman year because I was like, um, I'm like not me. good. I'm not good. So let me go and work. Right. And so I did that as a <laughs> I did that as a as a favor to my parents. But right. now that I am a parent, I'm like the hell if I'm gonna have Re- Reagan sucks at <laughs> playing the um the the um. The whatever the hell that we still have, <laughs> it's in the other closet. Is it a flute? No, it's oh. not the flute. Is it's it a, a violin, girl. Ryan says she wanted to play the goddamn violin and faked it for the two times that she showed up to class with it, and then had the nerve. This was in the fifth grade, <laughs> and then she had the nerve in the sixth grade to try to sign herself up for um, the band. And you know what I did? I erased it. <laughs> I erased it off of her little elective set, and I said, "You may absolutely not be in the band." <laughs> Now, I'm not, I don't know that I'll go as far as that. <laughs> but I'm just giving this example because I know. Yeah. Now, if you wanted to be in a band, yeah. then your ass would have been playing that goddamn thing. Right. But you wasn't playing it. You was just <laughs> checking the box. Right. And what that was going to mean was I was going to have to come to concerts. I was going to have to get another you know, uh, rental. I was going to have to give you a little black and white outfit. I was going to have to do a whole bunch of shit. And I knew... You, you didn't want to do it. You were exactly. not committed. Were not so I was just saying, no, because you weren't going to commit my time to some well, shit that no, you weren't committed in that, to. In that case, I think that's just you being a proactive and good mother, right? Because, one, I'm not allowing you to waste my motherfucking time. Two, 
bitch. Like, but I do make boundaries <laughs> with Reagan not allowing her to waste my time. Reagan will text me the most ridiculous things. Hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do that? No, ma'am. <laughs> No, ma'am. And it's not really a we. She's trying to, you know, it's sex you. this conversation. It's, it's a we, but it's really, it, well, we, I it's mean you. you. But I'm just saying, my obviously the way I we function in our house is different from traditional formats. But right. I, I know that there are a lot of women who allow their children, and this is not purposefully, this is, you know, on a very subconscious level, to derail who they are as women, and then they feel guilty for taking any part of that back, and st- with, the, with, the, with the exception of very small things, like, oh, I always want to go out to cocktails with my girlfriend, so I'll keep that, but I'm like, but that's not really what we're talking about, we're talking about in the depths of your spirit, you feel limited, but you, you, you might need to create some better boundaries for your children, or for your partner, mm-hmm. or for your mother, just or so you for whoever you. the hell else. Just so you can find you. Um, mm, that's a a f- funny dance, right? I think, I think especially if you have a partner that is unwilling to really see you. You know, if you've been the person that are picking up the pieces all the time, and you have a partner that really doesn't recognize that, then you tend to make all the concessions and you're the person who has to, you have to, you feel like you have to always make, you know, you're making up for the lack of attention that dad is giving and you're making up for even the lack of attention your parents gave you. You know, we push all of that stuff onto our children. We don't know that we're doing it, but we do it, right? So we want to create a childhood for our children that we didn't have. And if we really did think about it, I mean, how bad was our childhood? You know, like, was it bad because we didn't get the Nikes when they came out, you know, that we begged our parents for? Or, you know, it, it's it's a perception, right? It's what, you, what you're thinking would be a better life for them based on what you, or lack of what you didn't have. Or maybe you're re- recreating a wheel and you're trying to give your children the same experience you had as a child, whatever that is. When you mix in a partner with or without a partner, the circumstances changes and those things need to be addressed differently. You can't recreate the wheel if you don't have the the partner that your mother had, let's just say. You can't recreate the wheel if you, I don't know, your children, one of them may be, who knows, maybe has some type of uh, mental illness or something. You know, like we, we make these concessions for our children and our families and we do it from a place of, and I'm not saying all women and I'm not saying everybody does this. But a lot of times we do it from a place of lack with us, if that makes any sense. Like we, we make excuses for, we just make excuses. <laughs> we just do. We just make excuses because it feels better to say yes than it does to say no. You know, we make excuses because, you know, I want you to be able to look at me and I want to see you smile. And I want to, you know, I want to see that acceptance. So I will do this because this is what I want to see. Ultimately, I don't really want to do it, though. You know, I, I don't feel comfortable saying no because I feel like if I say no, I'll be judged. I, I don't feel comfortable saying no because if I say no, then that makes me a bad mother. I, I don't feel comfortable saying that. You know, I don't want my children, if I'm a single mother and, you know, mom and dad are living in two separate places and I have the children 100% of the time and he gets the kids on every other weekend, I don't see how that's balanced and fair. But now I have to look like the bad guy when I say I think I want you to stay with your father for a little while so that I can focus on me. You know, that doesn't sound right coming from a mother. You know, it just doesn't sound right. You, what kind of mother are you? Why would you send your kids to? Because in this moment, I'm getting, I'm 
I can choose me because he gets to do this on the ver- the everyday basis and I have to choose to lose out on something that I want to, you know, create for myself because I have children, but this is a, you're a mother, I'm a mother and you're a dad and we have equal rights to these children and that means everything that comes along with them, why should I feel guilty for now saying to you as the father, here you go, this is your turn, let me figure out what's going on with me. And it's okay, but women, I don't know, it's like one of the hardest things to do is choose yourself. It's the hardest thing for us to do. We make excuses after excuses to make our to make other people okay with our choices. Because you seem like, oh, you, you're very selfish. I mean, even when I tell people the story about the situation with my husband, sometimes the look is, bitch, that's some real selfish shit. Well, yeah, yeah and that's is. okay. <laughs> right, and that's okay because I get to choose yeah, me. Yeah, everybody gets divorced yes. for selfish reasons. <laughs> right, and it's okay because I chose me in that moment and I don't care that you don't understand it. You don't have to. You're not walking the, the path that I'm walking. We're not in the same situation, so it's fine. And I absol- I, I, I'll take that. It, is a, it was a very selfish decision, but I made it. But I made it for me today not three years from now when i look back and say damn i should have this five years ago no i figured it out and i made a choice the minute i found it to be a problem i don't think we have to you know continue making bad choices because we spent time making them okay all right so let's shift to let's shift from that on to now you're a single person oh girl so let's say you're a single person as a single woman mm-hmm and you're able to pivot quite quickly from, like you said, you closed your business. Now you're working elsewhere and you're able to say, this doesn't work. Oh, let's re-strategize. Oh, let's re-strategize and make quick decisions on how to still make um, changes and forward progression. Yes. A lot of women don't know how to do that and they sit complacent mm-hmm. for a very long time. So how can we help navigate people who feel like they have, um, like this block, they have a block, but they, they think they know what to do. They know they want to be doing something. They have aspirations to be doing more than what they are currently doing. They have no idea how to get that. How do you go from zero to at least 25 before you can get to 50, before you can get to a hundred and be a perfect manifestation of your wants and desires? Well, for me, I think, um, and that, it really just goes back to me spending that extra time with me and understanding that, you know, I've made other bad choices <laughs> in my past and I can say, oh, okay, maybe me thinking about this too long is still making a choice, you know, like that being in a stall mode because in the excuses, ah, I just don't know what to do, but you not doing something is also a choice. You're you're choosing not to do something. So for me, the best thing to do in that type of situation is to kind of write out what it is that you want for yourself. Ultimately, big, big time plans. I mean, dream as big as you can dream. If you, if you could think it, you could have it. That's my thought. If I can think it and I can consider it, it's mine, period. And basically back my life into that idea. So if I'm thinking... Uh, you know, ultimately I would like to open another business, right? But what do I need to do today to get to that tomorrow? Okay, maybe I need to do this. Okay, I don't know. Start with looking for a job. I don't know. It it just depends. But the whole point is you have to make a fucking choice. You have to move forward. You can't stick stuck, stay stuck in a place that 
you don't have any, when you feel like you don't have an answer. Sometimes you have to do things out of faith, just knowing that, you know, you're going to be okay. You know, I've had a situation where, you know, you don't know, oh, how am I going to pay my rent this month? That type of shit. But every day, a day at a time, and the, the rent is paid, right? <laughs> it gets paid. It gets done. So I guess the, the point I'm making is you can't just sit still. Sometimes you have to just make small steps towards what you want ultimately. And a part of that ultimate goal, goal is to set like very clear intentions. And you're manifesting something on an everyday basis. And whenever you're putting energy and thought into, like if you're overthinking something, it's going to evade you. It's, it's going to run from you. The more energy you put into something, that something is going to keep moving in the other direction. You have to want it, believe you can have it, and let it go. And then every day, a small step, another small step, another small step. You turn around, and then people looking at you like, bitch, how'd you do that? And you're thinking, how did I do that? Oh, I know how I did it. Small steps. Yeah, every but, day. but that, but the, so you set the intention. I love uh, intentions. Absolutely. You know, I set, uh, challenge not challenge but we start all of our classes at salacore with having people set an intention for their practice essentially same at yoga studios like what do you want out of this 50 minutes right and then i also take it a little bit step further and have them set little micro goals throughout the day because i I mean throughout the class because it's like one inch extra all the little tweaks that you make add up to one really big thing Mm -hmm. so i ask them to do that but then also what you were saying with like the everyday thing, that's discipline. And I know that a Absolutely. lot of people lack discipline. And there is stuff where like I know that there's things that I don't want to do, but I do them from their conception to completion so I can complete things. I don't like to stop things. I don't like to quit things. I like to see things all the way through their process. I think that's a character thing. For me, anyway, I mean, other people might look at it completely differently, but I look at it as a character thing of just starting things and staying committed to the process and ending when they're supposed to end. And I feel like that helps me stay dedicated consistent and consistent because Mm -hmm. I know that people don't expect me to not show up to stuff Mm -hmm. and they don't they don't expect me to not follow through a project. I don't leave things early. I come to things on time and I'm just dedicated to the whatever the hell I said I was going to be dedicated to. And people, I think, allow distractions to come in between those things. And they're very small distractions. Like, obviously, you know, I'm in the workout space. So it's like, oh, my stomach hurts, so I'm not going to work out. No, take your fucking ass to go work out. Just modify your workout Mm -hmm. or do whatever. Because especially if you know that you're a very undedicated person, you need not be finding that little that little, <laughs> little hole that little hole <laughs> to make an excuse for. Yes. So if you say that you are opening up a flower shop, then every day needs to be something to to open up that flower shop, even if it's a small thing and That's not right. some huge monumental thing. It could thing. be something as small as you know what. Let me just go pull. I don't know some places that I think I would like this flower shop to be. Let me just dream a little bit, you know. And those are small steps, believe me. And so I think it was the couple episodes ago or whatever maybe just the last episode i had gotten this book um it's the the planner my next 90 days i think that's what it is i put a little um link in one of the show notes because i also know that i maybe not in the most recent past but prior to that have been guilty of making goals that have been very lofty i know my own personal work ethic 
I can do that sometimes, but then I also will be like, oh, let me set a five-year plan and something that is going to take me that long to achieve. But obviously, because life becomes a choose-your-own-adventure path, I'll <laughs> right. get derailed and never come back to it. So this little planner allows me to set those goals still as grandiose as I want to, but they're in 90-day chunks. Mm-hmm. So they make it more attainable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think people need to scale back, not what they want to do, but how to achieve that in these smaller little chunks of time because it helps people digest things it does and i think another thing that's a good call out is even for those people who find themselves to be a little less encouraged like they um they have a hard time encouraging themselves to do things one of the best things i think i've ever done for myself when i'm trying to create something in a new space is i get in a space with like-minded people people who are already doing exactly what i'm trying to do I will find meet up somewhere, you know, a meet up for who the fuck knows, I, whatever I'm interested in at that time, right? So I'm interested in I don't know opening a spa. You know what? Let me go to a meet up for um, entrepreneurs and find out how these small businesses work. You know what are they doing? What you know those type of meeting of the minds that really does help a lot with setting goals and intentions because in that space, everybody in that space is you, where. Outside of that, it's harder to, you know, it's harder to find your own and encourage yourself, especially if your people are used to, meaning your um, your tribe, like your literal tribe, they know you in one way. They know you in one space, right? So It makes you be completely social. <laughs> right. It has nothing to do with your business. Well, not even start that. talking about it's something totally too, different. They're like, But Girl. also, that it limits you because it, it limits your growth because they only know you one way. So if you start talking about, I want to open my own studio my own studio they're like girl you've been working for somebody for 35 years like why would you want to do that now you can't do that you know how much that's gonna cost all that doubt (laughs) all that bullshit is why you cannot like that's the way you pick yourself up and you drop yourself in a whole different surrounding so that you can make those dreams come true i'm not saying leave your friends but they're not the friends to help you manifest that goal they might be friends that help you manifest something else. I don't know what whatever that is. But you need to get with people who speak to that part of you because that's how things grow. Like everything grows with other people in projects. Period. You can't do I mean it's 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 probably easy to think, "Oh, I could probably do this by myself." No, nine times out of 10 you cannot. It or it's not going to come to like that's where I felt with my business, trying to do it by myself. Literally like, "Oh, I have my hands in every goddamn thing." Ultimately, at the end of the day, I have my hands in every damn thing. So it's like, oh, I'm, I have employees that I'm, I have to pay, but everybody who walks in the door, they want me to do the service. That's my fault. That's a problem that I created that, right? So you, you have to be able to see things on a grander scale and see, through, see those things through someone else's eyes who's already doing it, you know? And it makes life so much easier. It just really, really does. Sometimes it just puts things in perspective on a small note and other times it makes things super 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 duper clear it's always good to also look and check your surroundings and find out exactly who's in your life for a reason and others who are just there to like take you know you you have relationships i create relationships all the time but i don't always share everything in every relationship you know you have a friend that is great for this you know i have a friend that is great with this and we share there but if I feel like I'm I'm always spending on giving, 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 you have nothing for yourself, right? So you can't pour from an empty cup. It doesn't work. So you have to be 
find yourself in space that you can actually share this energy. It goes like back and forth and you things grow from there. Because other than that, it's it's going to be a slow crawl. You know, not that it can't happen, but it's just not the best way to make it happen. All right, so now we're telling people how to execute. But what if they have no idea? What if you are 40 years old and you know that you like to drink wine and you like to hang out with your friends and that's really the reach of your purpose? What? But you, but you feel something in your in your spirit that says I should be doing something much more magnificent with my life, but you don't know what it is. How do these people do this? Is it just a matter of getting out and going to as many little activities? Like, how do they figure out? I personally think, let me just override that thought first before I let you answer, but I think that people should do what brings them the most joy when they're not associating anything with work. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever their true happiness is if they like being outside and watching the bees then god damn it you are a beekeeper Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. you should figure out how to do that Mm -hmm. i think um unfortunately a lot of people attach like um maybe a not a quality of life with a sense of purpose almost like i would feel more purposeful if it made more money yes yeah and i think that's probably the wrong way to feel <laughs> like yeah of course i mean if we didn't live in america i'm sure people living, would be able to scale oh, back some of this right stuff. if you're like if you're i would want to be a live, potter exactly. i would be a potter if you were a mexican grandma <laughs> you would be fine with being a potter absolutely but that's because you, you live want. in america you have to be some esteemed person right and i think Ultimately, like when you're trying to find your purpose, like everyone has a purpose. Like we're all here to do something, you know. We are very, we're more alike than we are different. Period. Right. So, um, finding a purpose is probably. I have this conversation a lot with a lot of different types of people coming from different perspectives, and everyone seems to be on the same journey of awakening these days. I'm not sure exactly what's happening, but as a collective, people are waking up, and they're waking up to other people. You know, we we're, we have this 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 greater understanding of how you know we're all connected and that great stuff. But I find that when you start having this conversation, the next thing that comes up is my purpose. Like, what am I here to do? Well, what do you like to do? You know, what do you feel like? You, are you a person who you know, if you go out into a store, someone comes up to you and they just start talking to you? I have that personality. I don't know why people just come up to me and just start talking to me all the time. I don't know what it is. I feel like I don't have a very you know, accommodating face, but people say, hey, you ever had this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, just a very open personality, period. Um, And I feel that my purpose, just as a person, is to help people grow and move forward, right? So grow through, I don't know, it could be a crazy story that I may share (laughs) about my own life, you know, or um, just helping someone find a balance in a certain way maybe putting things in perspective or giving you a different perspective that maybe you didn't think about it in that way. And then, aha, there's your aha moment, you know? Maybe like, okay, yeah, okay. I could maybe do this and still get there. You know, just a different idea. Purpose is a soul-driven thing. It's what makes you feel connected, mostly. Connected to people, places, and things, right? That's that, that thing. And no one can help you to really find out what that is it that happens with you and it's by listening to those inner those that inner thought those inner voice that inner voice 
like recognizing when you do come into contact with something that makes you feel good from the inside and inside out and what that was because you pay attention to you know those cues so i think it's safe to say especially like we have to like nail this in is that if even if your purpose and the thing that brings you so much like complete absolute joy is not going to bring you any wealth it's still your purpose like don't shun it how about this the least amount of effort that you put on the idea of that purpose-driven thing bringing you money is when it will bring you money. Right. And that's a whole nother, <laughs> right. but that's a whole nother, right. like, uh, like law of attraction right. conversation. Exactly. Right. But in this one, I feel like people, and I think that's the whole American way is it, it's not good enough if, so it's just a hobby. If, if it's baking cupcakes and that's really what I want to do, but I'm probably, there's not, I feel like the space is too saturated for me to have a cupcake shop. So now I'm not going to have a cupcake shop. Well, because the idea is everybody else is doing this, so I can't do it better? Yeah. You know how many people well, have that idea? Listen. No, I'm just saying. No, I get it. How many but people are like... Millions of cupcake shops, and every time somebody does oh, yeah. something a little bit different. I mean, yeah. before there was vegan cupcakes, there was gluten-free. Before yeah. there was gluten-free, there was... Now there's paleo. The, so yeah, all it takes is able, a little tweak. Yeah, everyone yeah. is able to bring something. You know, but, you know I use cupcakes as an, exam- as an example because it's a very, like, fundamental thing, right? right? Like, it's a very simple thing that is not the same as being, like, a neurosurgeon. And people are like, well, I really just like baking. And that's really what I want to do. But I feel like I have to go to work because baking doesn't make me any money and all this other type of stuff until they become this, you know, they get on the Oprah's favorite things list. Then all of a sudden <laughs> it changes things. But in the, in the, in the immediate space... Right. They don't see any profit or any type of thing coming from that, so they shun it and continue to work at the post office. Right. Well, I mean, then they're not really looking for what their purpose is. If you're looking to do things that will only bring you monetary happiness, or, you know, in, in that way, then maybe that's not your purpose. You know, your purpose is something that you would do anyway. Like, I know... that. It, the things that you love to do, right? So I can do facials all day. And I'm not talking about no regular old fucking washing people's faces type thing. I can do a, I can literally have eight clients in eight hours and I will be tired as fuck at the end. But I will not feel a minute of like tired while I'm in there doing it. I would not because I love to do it. It's like one of those things I would do it for free. I'm just in this place like now I don't have to do it for free. But right. I would. I absolutely, and I still do. I do services for free all the time for people. If they want to try something they've never tried, you know, just hold, let me, all right, let me just give you an idea. Let, let's do this, you know? Yeah, why not? Why not? Because I love to do it. I love to have conversations about it. I love these things. I think you should think about the things that you love and take the idea of making money from it away from it. You know, just do it because you love it. Do it because it makes you feel good. Even if it's for a half hour a day. Because sometimes those little half hours add up and it, it could also be a place where you could, you know, find a niche in this market in some way or another and bring something that no one else could bring because it has something to do with you. Period. Like, you couldn't have thought about that because you're not me. We don't have right. the same walk, the same perspective. We didn't have the same parents, grandparents, nothing. So I am the only person that could have brought this to market. And it's a fucking cupcake. But it's my cupcake. Mm-hmm. Period. People got to get out of their heads with stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes you got to do it. You just got to do it. Do it because you love it. 
Do it because you want to try it. Do, do it and don't give a fuck if you fail. Just do it. Just fucking do it. I say that all the time it. in my classes. I'm like, Nike has the absolute best slogan yes. of all times. Even like, if you, you fail. You don't need to wait for the perfect time. I tell people all the time. You know, we give these little... We give these little... Um, I guess they're the cues, right? So, based off of how many classes people have come to. And now, like, my nose is running. Guys, I'm sick. Are you? Yeah. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I should not be here. Uh, this... Now you're going to be sick, too. Oh, God. So we give these cues and we're like, okay, if you've had 25 classes and under, this is the weight that you should be on. If you've gone up to 50 classes, this is the weight that you should be on. And I'm like, look, I'm just giving you a guideline. I don't even know who the fuck you are for real. Exactly. So you could have came into this class and you could be, have already had 10 years of uh, formal Pilates training and you've only gotten one class in here. Take the fucking spring off. Do your thing. I don't know you. If you're feeling like, okay, this guideline, this she, she's talking, but she ain't talking to me. And I'm like, and I tell people, look, you signed the fucking waiver. Go at exactly. it. Go at it. Do what you want to do. You know do. what's good for you. You know what's good for you. Right. Just do it. And if you get up there and you're like, oh, shit, then change your mind. You can come back down you can still make and you choice. can edit. And you can edit. And people don't think that they can edit. They feel like they have to they have to sit at mm-hmm. in position 0 while they plot everything out and then when they get a formalized plan, then they can go. And they think their formalized plan is not going to come with any hiccups or bumps, bruises or setbacks <laughs> and they're like, "Well, let me just sit here and try I, I got to plot this shit out." And I'm like, you're going to be writing this shit out for a very long motherfucking time. And it's going to be wrong at some point because the the different layers of, you know, life is going to hit you. And you're just going to be like, oh, I got to re-strategize. People forget that. And so they just sit there. And then they don't do anything. Right. And that's still, and then somebody that's still a choice. Yeah, it's, it's still a choice. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think um, at my age, right, so I'm 42. I find a lot of women at this age, especially if they haven't done a lot of self-work, self-love work, you know, just really get to know who the fuck they, they are. They just doing things because they think, well, I've been doing it. Or, you know, just the rigmarole of life. They are in a place of a not knowing. And it's scary. You know, and then you may have a conversation. Or I find myself having conversations with people and they're, one, they're always surprised that I'm 42. Next, they're always, like, very interested in my life. And ultimately, they're like, well, you did this, you did that, you do this, you do that. But why? You know, how or why? And it's like, because I can. Yeah, I think you can like, create can. so many lifetimes you for yourself can. in one I lifetime. I am actively living my fourth fucking lifetime yeah. right now. Actively. Like, actively, with no holes, bars, just doing It's so funny, because people, uh, people have said to me before, they're like, you in the, you in the military? Yes, like, third lifetime, I was bitch. like, yeah, that was number one. <laughs> exactly. That was number one, and I forgot about it, but thank you for reminding me. Right. And, you know, I just, you know, refresh, and, you know, I always have these, I have this thing where every season, I am a whole... I have a whole new aesthetic. By the way, have you gone shopping for your aesthetic? No, I haven't. Okay, we have aesthetics. Anything. But I will recreate it. And this is who I want to be for fall 2019. And winter 2020, when January hits, there is going to be a new look. Exactly. But right now, this is who it is. is And I just try to recreate myself all the time. okay. People just get so stuck with just like, I don't know. I think creativity make play into that as well like the more creative a person is the more creative they are with their life and the things that you know 
they do with that life. They get really fucking creative. Like, eh, I'll go and have yoga. I'll do yoga at 90 degrees fucking outside the sun. Why did I do that that day? I almost passed the fuck out. Okay? <laughs> but it was something I thought I would love to do because the sun is, like, hitting your body. And as I'm being fucking dehydrated from the inside out. <laughs> I would have loved that. It was amazing. Until it wasn't. Right? But I tried it. It was something that I would try. There is nothing that I would not try. And I'm not scared to fail at anything. At anything. And I'm not saying I've always been this way. I'm saying this is where I am right now. And it may have taken a long time to get there. I failed at marriages, clearly. I failed at (laughs) fucking friendships. But what remains to be very true for me is that I'm very consistent with the person that I am. And the face that you see today is going to be the face that you see tomorrow. I'm never going to tell you anything like uh, wrong you know what you see is what the fuck you get I, I, I cannot be anybody else and some people like me and some people cannot fucking stand me and I'm okay with that <laughs> I'm okay with that too yeah and I'm still gonna like you even though you don't like me I can care less you know you you're not in my everyday experience fuck you you know it's no big deal but it is what it is right I'm okay with being me and I think more people need to be okay with being them flaws and all mistakes and all fucking failures and all fell forward at least Fail forward. Don't fail and then sit. Fail forward. Have a story to talk about. You know, have a story to tell about it. Why not? Because you'll maybe you'll help somebody else who's failing right behind you not make that same mistake, you know? Be open about your shit. Yeah. Okay, so we're about to wrap this up, but I want to know, like, you got some clarity. You're ending some things. Oh, what's, yeah. I'm what's next? A... For me? Yeah. Like, Ooh. yeah, what are you doing next? Personally, professionally, what are you doing? <laughs> So right now I am, I am working for a company and I'm working in human resources, which is very interesting, but I'm opening up a whole different part of my personality that I didn't really think, well, that's a lie. I knew that I had it. It's just now in a very, uh, open space where it's growing. So I'm excited about that, but I'm not going to be there forever. Obviously I know that these things are going to change. This is like a stopping ground for me. Um, I do... I'm excited about dating again, possibly. It's not my focus, though. I'm focused more on me and the things that I want to create for myself. Um, but, you know, I'm dating. I'm uh, moving forward in <laughs> pretty much anything and everything that I could possibly think of. And I'm super fucking excited about it. Like, super excited about it. Cool. Okay. That's that. That is that. That's episode 25. Oh, shit. Look at you. You just been pounding my bitch. I know. You just been dead, but <laughs> now I'm here. I was over here fucking... You was dead in the water <laughs> almost literally. Like, ah! You know what? What did I do? You was like Carrie Bradshaw. You was down there oh, on the yes. honeymoon, and Big was not there. Big wasn't there. I was about my motherfucking Big self. was not there. <laughs> you know, it was one point, and it's, then we're going to end this. I remember on my honeymoon, because uh, we were on a cruise... And I want my best friend. My best friend was there. And it was, again, me trying to set boundaries and do the things that I want to do for myself. And this is another part where I realized, you know, not everybody is a part of your fucking journey and your walk. I love my best friend, but she ain't a part of my journey or my walk. And um, it was 5 o'clock in the morning. And what I wanted to experience for myself was I wanted to go to the front of the boat and be there when the sun came up. With a cup of coffee, my journal. You know, doing some Ricky healing fucking prayers, whatever it is that I was doing. I wanted to do that for myself. So I got up, I got dressed, I started putting my things on, and I'm getting myself together. And my husband says, 
where you going? I'm like, I'm going to do this moon fucking prayer. I, I mean, the sun prayer. I want to do like a sun prayer. And he's like, oh, I'm going to come with you. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not for you today. <laughs> this is for me. This is something I want to experience for myself. So the whole day goes on, blah, 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 blah. And my best friend pulls me aside and she goes, why did you tell him you didn't want him to come with you this morning? You're married now. And I said, what? What do you mean? She's like, he's very upset that you just didn't want to have this experience with him. I'm like, yeah, because it wasn't an experience for him. It was for me. And why am I challenged by you? Because I want to do something for me, bitch. Back the fuck up. And you all over my motherfucking marriage. It was in that moment that I'm like, okay, wait. So when you get married, is it a thing where you become a we and then you you don't, you're no longer Well, you know you? that's the American way. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. That idea is crazy. But I digress. Let's move on. Okay. So just really quickly, I also, I might talk about this. I heard, I was reading something on Instagram about this whole, like, toxic thing of identifying people as your best friend i thought that was such a oh, that's something i want to explore it makes sense yeah I, it's, that I think would be very toxic okay especially as grown-ups you're right. like well because i think you could possibly have many best friends yeah but but a lot of that is exactly what you were saying uh-huh. right it's like okay you identified this person years ago your mm-hmm. shift has changed that's and you're changed. like oh this is my best friend this is just some wonky ass title you give that person and like i I have a best friend for the sake of what I'm saying, but I don't, I don't even think she listens to this podcast and I don't even think she knows anything about me other than where my parents live well, at. Well, thank you. Cause that's, that's exactly the, um, that's exactly what I came to yeah. I was that, like, on that boat yeah, at we that have time. Nothing in common. I'm like, wow, who the fuck do you think I am? Like, yeah. And I've just how been saying feel... this and I love her deeply, right. but she knows nothing about me. It, that's crazy. Yeah. Next episode. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. All right, that's it. It's a wrap. It's episode 25. Um, If that episode brought you any value, which hopefully it did, please hit the share button so that somebody else in your life can be blessed with the same type of content that you just got blessed to listen to. Um, As always, um, share this on all your other platforms. Make sure you are subscribed and head over to Instagram to get into this podcast and make sure you follow over there. I am trying to see what kind of formats I'm going to play around with. I'm not sure if I'm going to have more friends on or who's going to be on here. You got to wait and see. Until next week, ciao.